The following is a paid program and does not necessarily reflect the views of WSIC. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative Jason Sane. And good Wednesday to you. Welcome to All Things Sane. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. We are doing a remote today. It is busy time if you're an elected official, especially if you have a primary. Things are, uh, as we say, in the crazy season. Uh, I am actually at Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, trying to preempt a launch here that I've got at noon today with uh, uh, God's sort of famous uh his name is said uh well i you know what i won't reveal that because we might show up with people out outside the doors here but uh let's just say he's connected to a national campaign that we're all going to be paying attention to uh here shortly but it's not the big guy uh but it's a pretty big guy uh but it, but uh nevertheless uh working running hard uh been been everywhere this week love the chance to give you updates on what's going on not just politically, but what's happening uh, as far as economic development within our state. Uh, just lots of good things always going on. Uh, it is it is one, I'm blessed to always uh, uh, be able to communicate with you this way. Of course, we also have our newsletter. I always like to plug that. If you, if you want to sign up for that, you can just send me an email. CLEG.GOV. That's NCLEG.gov. And uh, we're glad to get you on that list and say, hey, I'd like to be on the newsletter. We'll add you to that. Uh, we don't spam you, but we send out a, a weekly newsletter or close to that. Uh, there's nothing going on. We try not to bother you, but uh, uh, it's rare that nothing's going on. Um, and really, I always appreciate the chance to uh, to communicate with you. Uh, WSIC does such a great job. I know last week they did the forum for the 10th district. Uh, forums are, you know, a little, little different these days. Uh, I've participated in many of them in the past. Uh, a lot of times you get people who have already decided how they're going to vote, but nevertheless, uh, an opportunity for folks to communicate, particularly for those campaigns that don't uh, don't tend to raise a lot of money, but they, they do have a, uh, a way to magnify their voice by being on air. So it's good to see that. I watched it at home. Um, again, already knew who I was going to vote for. I think it's no secret that I'm going to be supporting Gray Mills uh, in his run for Congress, but uh, it was great to see some of the other candidates as well. Uh, in Lincoln County this week on Monday, uh, we had our Lincoln Day dinner, and which was a lot of fun. Uh, local parties, if you're not someone who goes to local Republican Party things or, or local Democrat Party things, they, they, they both parties have their, 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 din, their annual dinners, kind of fundraisers for their, for their local parties. I don't know what the unaffiliateds do. Maybe we should find somebody. If you're an unaffiliated person and y'all have a dinner, let us know. I, I kid, I joke. Um, I doubt that happens. But nevertheless, uh, it is a tradition. Uh, in, in the Republican Party to have Lincoln Day dinners. Now, Lincoln County has a Lincoln-Reagan Day dinner that was added, oh, probably uh, 10, 12 years ago, something like that, uh, to honor uh, President Reagan as well. I think probably to make it a little more current, um, at least for, for 50-year-olds who grew up in the Reagan era, uh, I particularly like that. And uh, we, had, we did it a little different than most. A lot of times it's speeches from statewide candidates, and that's certainly... Uh, um, something if you're you know, politically interested and you want to hear, but uh, if you've been to enough of them after a while, you, you get to hear the same speech over and over again. So uh, our, our local party did something very different. They had a comedian and, and um, uh, two guys, actually uh, uh, one local uh, comedian from Charlotte. And then the guy came in from Vegas who's the headliner and his name is Derek Richards, conservative comedian, 
you can see him on the Blaze on Glenn Beck's uh, channel, The Blaze. Um, he does uh, a regular regular appearances there. Uh, but Derek Richards, his name, and he had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, uh, and sometimes everybody there had some some fun at the expense of the of the elected folks who were there, uh, including myself. Uh, I got picked on just a little bit. wasn't quite a roast, but uh, it was all in good fun and and uh, had a great time. Of course, we have a, a cake auction. Again, I tell you this because if you've never been, they they can be pretty interesting. I, I go every year because I've been involved in the party for so long, past party chairman and precinct worker and 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 former young Republican chairman of the state. Uh, so I've been to my fair share of of, of Lincoln Reagan Day dinners. Uh, but this one was quite different with the comedian and really kept us entertained on a Monday night. I uh, wish more folks had been there, but that's always the case. We did have a packed crowd. Uh, just uh, I think it, folks would have enjoyed the the comedy routine that that happened. Uh, also, uh, the, Derek was picking on a little bit, picking on uh, uh, Gray Mills and Pat Harrigan, who were, I think most would agree, are the two front runners in the 10th district race. Uh, and it was it was fun to see that happen. So, again, busy week. Yesterday was in uh, High Point with uh, my counterpart in the Senate, uh, Senator Dave Craven. Also, Senator Amy Gailey uh, was there. And, uh, and we got to meet with the economic development teams. Uh, they are in High Point talking about the furniture market, but also everything else that goes along. Senator Jarvis was also with us. I should give him a shout out, too. He was formerly in the House, but uh, Steve Jarvis is now in the Senate. A uh, good friend. Uh, but the four, four of us were there just to have an, an interface and time to talk with um, uh, those who are involved in economic development, uh, folks from the, the the mayor's office. The mayor himself was there and, and uh, the um, uh, city manager of High Point. Uh, the furniture market plays a huge role in, in quite frankly, an international market. Um, and we think about it, I think, sometimes as one time a year, but uh, that's a year-round planning in, in a city that um, benefits greatly from, you know, one, the, the great history in, in furniture, but also our history in textiles in North Carolina, uh, because home furnishings are a part of that as well. So it's it's interesting to see uh, and to, uh, to get feedback from those folks who were uh, kind of large and in charge there in High Point. And they were proud to show us uh, all the good things that they've got going on. And of course, you know, highlight some of their needs as well. But uh, great conversation. At, before that, I uh, had an opportunity, um, you know, in the role that I get to play as appropriations chairman of the state and uh, being an elected official, I get to do a lot of cool things like uh, yesterday was with, um, I got to do a, a, a Zoom call with, with uh, former NFL coach Tony Dungy, which you know from NBC's uh, Football Night America. Um, and he is, well, just an incredible guy. We weren't talking football much. Now, we did talk some football. He's a former uh, head coach of, of the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts, Super Bowl, uh, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Super Bowl winning in Indianapolis Colts, and then uh, Tampa Bay as well. But we got to talk with him. I had a conversation about all pro dads. And one of the reasons I was on the call is because my son and I, uh, Jackson participated in All Pro Dads, uh, sponsored at his school, and uh, we got to do that with some uh, uh, other dads, uh, my brother-in-law and my two nieces. Uh, but the whole program is about getting dads more involved in their kids' lives. Um, certainly, if you listen to this show at all, you know that Jackson and I do a lot together. Uh, but it's it's always nice to to have a, a more formal format to, to really remind you of, of the things that, as a dad, you need to be doing. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for for a lot of kids who don't have a father figure uh, to be engaged and 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 to um, 
realize uh, time with someone who, who who might serve as a surrogate, uh, if you will. Sometimes it's uncles, sometimes it's grandfathers, sometimes it's it's just teachers, uh, male teachers. But uh, really focused on 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 being a good dad uh, to your kids, to your to you know make, making sure that they have some role models and and really some interactive time. Uh, we're going to try to be working with with uh, Mr. Dungey, Coach Dungey. Uh, on on seeing that that expands in North Carolina. I know what a good program it is, uh, and I know a lot of schools are doing that, and so we want to encourage that. Uh, but you're listening to All Things Sane today. We are at the Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, waiting on a, on a lunch meeting, but I thought, why not? We can do it from there. We got to I don't know if you can see the tower in the back there. Of course, Daytona was run this week, this past weekend. Of course, delayed because of rain and, uh, and a uh, a lot of lot of talk around that as well, but uh, we'll we'll talk more uh, during the show. Glad to have you listening here on All Things Sane on WSIC. Keep it right here. All Things Sane with NC Representative Jason Sane will return after this short break on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. It's All Things Sane with North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And welcome back to All Things Sane here on WSIC. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. We are remote today. We are broadcasting live from Concord, unless you're catching us on the podcast, which you can catch uh, either on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast. Uh, but you can also watch uh, the video on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it these days. Uh, all those many different places and many more. Wherever you, wherever you get your favorite podcast, pretty sure you can find us, at least most places. So glad to have you listen uh, or get the download, uh, however you get the show. But we do this every week, Wednesdays, 11 to 12. Always glad to have you. I do want to promote our newsletter for our district office uh, and if you're not in my district, which is all of Lincoln County, uh, District 97, uh, we're, there's still good information that you learn about what's happening on the state level. We talk about economic development, big focus for, for what I do, uh, but also appropriations that happens with the state. We get back in this year to the short session and to Raleigh. Uh, folks ask me, well, what's the difference? Short session, long session? Uh, it seems like you guys are always in session. And trust me, it does feel like we're always in session because Quite frankly, we're a, we're a huge economy. North Carolina uh, is one of the biggest. If we were, uh, uh, you know, a country, we'd be one of the largest countries in the world, uh, and certainly a large state. So our economy is is huge. Um, and what that means is, you know, legislators have to stay in, involved and engaged. Of course, there's also lawsuits for for redistricting and things of that nature. Speaking of which, uh, the primary March fifth, well on its way. Voting is well on its way. Uh, people have voted. I have not voted early yet. I may wait to the day of the election. I like to wait. It's just my thing I like to do. But uh, depending on time, sometimes I get convinced to uh, to go ahead and vote. It is convenient. Um, and we, we have a, a pretty lengthy early voting uh, opportunity. I know that uh, each county can make a decision on on when and where the, those uh, early voting polls are, uh, the local boards of elections. Uh, but I've seen a steady stream. It's not been terribly crazy. I went out to one of the polls helping my friend Gray Mills uh, the other day, and 
I'm glad to, to encourage folks. People ask me, who do you vote for for the school board? Uh, who, who are you voting for for the county commission? I share that with them if I know them. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to pick. Sometimes we've got a local county commission race that's got a lot of friends and only three seats. Uh, so that becomes a little difficult. Uh, every now and then people will ask me for an endorsement. I was proud to endorse my friend Jeff Tart, but I also told him, I said, look, I, I know a lot of other folks in that race and they're good people, which he agreed. And it's it's not, uh, politics doesn't always have to be spiking the ball and uh, talking you know, negative about your opponent and so forth. So I was proud to to endorse Jeff and he's been on the show. If uh, you want to go back and, and listen to that show, it's uh, it's there on, on YouTube archive. You can find it uh, if you go to the WSIC channel on YouTube, uh, as you can all the shows. They are archived there. Uh, there's a there's a number of interesting primaries happening. Uh, there's uh, since I'm in in Cabarrus County, uh, we'll cover a couple of those. Uh, my good friend Dr. Grant Campbell, who's been on the show, is running. Uh, I'm proud to support him and uh, our freshman leader uh, is doing a great job. Kevin Crutchfield, he's running. He's uh, got a, a, an opponent who had run before, who I'd supported before, but but quite frankly, uh, Kevin's our, our our incumbent and has done such a great job in his freshman year, especially being freshman leader. Uh, proud to support him too, but uh, uh, and 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 many others. We of course had Holly Edwards on last week from Cabarrus, uh, and she's running. So they have three districts in Cabarrus uh, house districts. Uh, I fortunately do not have an opponent in the in the primary or the general, uh, which is uh, a nice place to be. It's the best way to run. Uh, as I, as I told our our comedian at our Lincoln Day dinner, uh, Derek Richards, uh, he, uh, he he called me a, a mafia boss, but uh, you know I, I hope it's because people believe that I'm doing a good job, and and do try to strive to do that and be responsive to constituents because that is the job, um, and it's not uh, it's not uh, Hollywood as they say, uh, but it but it is an opportunity to do really neat things for your constituents. Uh, speaking of which, this week had a, a great opportunity to sit down with our city manager of Lincolnton. Uh, he came to the office and uh, brought with him Nathan Urie, who's who's there. Uh, so Richie Haynes and I went to high school together. One year older, I mean, he's one of the big kids, as we always said. Uh, but uh, Richie's been a longtime friend and uh, really just sat down and talked about some of the city of Lincolnton, looking at some of the future plans that we have, uh, that, that they have, uh, how maybe I can interface and help. Uh, one of the things that we are able to do when we um, get extra money on the state level, it's, it's actually hard to send it back to taxpayers because it's actually uh, prohibited, uh, cost prohibited uh, to send it back. So if there's if there's a little bit of, of extra money in the state budget, which is always a good sign, you want to be there, not on the other end of that. Uh, we try to reinvest back into communities so that folks do get those tax dollars back as, as reinvestments back into the communities. And I always tell them, say, always have some projects on board that, that are worthy, uh, looking at some recreational opportunities for the city of Lincolnton. Uh, we're a growing, we're a growing district for sure. And uh, folks want to want to come be a part of that and live there, but part of that is quality of life. And our city council have been great partners, and, and, and Richie and, and Nathan and uh, everyone. I'm oh, sorry, yes, you saw that. Uh, Todd, I'll call you back. Uh, we're we'll uh, always busy. But, uh, but, but looking at what the city of Lincolnton uh, can do for, for the folks who live there, but really, you know, the city is just, a, a, whether you live in the city or county, uh, we're all, I think, if you, you, it, it interface anyway, 
uh, any way, shape, or form in Lincoln County, you end up in the city of Lincoln because there's great restaurants, uh, great bars, great great places to go to. Uh, of course, a lot of lot of other services and, and things, shops and so forth to go to. And and so part of that is just making sure that we have a central place and a nice place uh, for people to congregate. So looking at um, you know and and reinvesting in, in outdoor activities and sports for for our youth. Uh, is also a priority. So we we've been talking about that, been doing a lot of that, uh, and and really talking to, as we were talking about to High Point uh, just yesterday. Uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, just getting a, a pulse of what's happening in our in our towns and cities in North Carolina. It is very exciting. You know, people come here for a reason. Uh, sometimes it's lost on us if it's, if you don't stop and look around every now and then. Uh, you might miss it. Life moves at you fast, comes at you fast, as uh, Ferris Bueller would say. But the reality is, uh, you know, so many things, some good things are going on in so many communities. I was talking with my good friend, Mayor Carney, over in Mooresville um, on Monday night for the Lincoln Day dinner. And he was telling me about some things going on there that they're working on. So, again, if you live in the Lake Norman area, you know, there's just it's a great place to live. We're growing. It's not a it's not a well-kept secret. Uh, people continue to show up. And uh, and so we had to find ways to accommodate them as well. Uh, and that brings with it its own challenges and issues. Uh, I had some conversations, too, about traffic and um, how DOT funds roads. Uh, that's always a topic of interest. Um, we, we end up at a disadvantage in Lincoln because we're, uh, we're, we are just 89,000 people and there are bigger counties around us. Uh, so we have to struggle and fight for everything that we get. But glad to do that on behalf of the citizens there. But it is primary time, like I say. And if, if you've watched any local television, you can't get away from it. Uh, I've got my, my good friend, John Bradford, uh, who's running for Congress. A uh, good friend of mine, Addison McDowell, is running. I uh, met uh, uh, some folks yesterday uh, who are running in, in that same district with Addison. Uh, just great people. You know, at some point, you you got to pick and, and make your selections. But uh, some really quality candidates that are running and, and then, of course, the national elections, uh, that, that race is kind of coming to focus. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, former President Trump it will walk away with the nomination, though Nikki Haley says she's hanging in there. We'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how, how long she stays in. But it looks pretty insurmountable at this point. Um, and I was glad to back my friend Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida. That was no, no, uh, nothing against Trump at all. I uh, just uh, knew the governor. And, uh, and I was glad to support him as well. But uh, he's out, so obviously uh, going to support our former president. But that, that too, will, uh, will take a life of its own, as you all know. Uh, we're broadcasting live today from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. We'll talk a little bit when we get back from the break here shortly about what's, what's on the horizon. Of course, we've got that spring race I always try to be at. In the fall, they do the Roval. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, I grew up coming to the racetrack. I love, love being in and around NASCAR. Uh, and they're making huge investments in North Carolina as a, as a not just here at the Speedway, but uh, also NASCAR as, as an entity itself uh, in a lot of their programming and broadcasting and things that will be happening here in the state. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Sports betting is coming up. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions, a lot of uh, media inquiries. March 11th, sports betting will be legal in North Carolina. And we will see how that goes. I know our lottery commission has been working on the rules and regulations. I thought, I think I've seen eight companies that have now filed for the license. Uh, so if they'll be able to go live on March 11th, uh, that, that is coming quickly. And uh, it wasn't there for the Super Bowl. I got a lot of questions about that. But March 11th, a Monday, 
uh, and it will happen right at March Madness. The governor, who was also supportive and worked with us on, on getting that bill passed, uh, said that they were, we really want to get it done by March, by, by March for March Madness. And so basketball will be a topic on that day, on March 11th. I've been invited to a couple of places to, uh, uh, I guess, oversee and, and place a bet. I guess since it's basketball season and not quite yet baseball season, we might uh, uh, place an, an obligatory uh, dollar or two down and, and see what happens. Uh, and again, if you don't like sports betting, uh, don't do it. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, I enjoy that conversation too. But we uh, we are a state that uh, was one of the, I think, 30th in, in, in allowing sports betting to happen after a ruling from um, the Supreme Court. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I think it'll be a huge revenue source for the state. And it's something that was already happening. Um, I know here at the Speedway, uh, I've gotten a lot of questions over the years, uh, uh, from constituents that I see here, um, even had some of the, the advertising here at the Speedway, uh, in, in, in somewhat preparation or, or anticipation that, uh, sports betting would pass, but I get a lot of media inquiries right now about that. But uh, it is it is uh, great to be here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, no racing going on behind me, but you can bet that there's something happening today at the Speedway. There always is. I think they go 24-7, 365 days a year. Uh, you're listening to All Things Sane. I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane. As always, glad to have you on and glad to have you listening. Um, you can call at uh, 844 Studio 4. We'll be back just after the break. I appreciate you listening and look forward to the conversation. Thank you. Keep it right here. All Things Sane with NC Representative Jason Sane will return after this short break on 1059 100.7 WSIC. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. with Representative Jason Sane. And welcome back to All Things Sane. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. It is great to have you listening, if you're listening live, or if you're picking us up on the podcast. We are at the Charlotte Motor Speedway today, um, preparing for a launch with a national political figure, uh, we'll just put it that way, and uh, looking forward to that. But uh, been a busy week, uh, continues to be a busy week. Uh, after I, we finish with lunch here, I uh, go down to the big city of Charlotte and uh, see what that looks like when I get down there, see if it's still standing. I'm sure it is, but uh, going to meet with some folks there, uh, also with a, a group of realtors, talk to them, and then I pack up, get in the car, and then head to Raleigh. Uh, for a dinner with uh, a number of friends and uh, and some some folks to uh, discuss some issues there. So and then um, we'll we'll hang around in Raleigh on Thursday. Uh, then doing a fundraiser for my good friend Larry Strickland over in Johnston County, who's one of my uh, appropriations chairs. We get to work together a lot. We get locked in a room together, but he his office is where I hired my chief of staff out of. Uh, she was an intern once upon a time. And then came to work for me as my legislative assistant. And we have a new legislative assistant, uh, Jennings Tumlin, who is working in our office, working out fabulous. Uh, she's uh, she's on top of it and picking it up very quickly. I think she's in her third or fourth week now. And uh, we keep her busy. And uh, Angela, I uh, call her the boss lady. She, uh, she, she handles business. She does a lot of policy work. And she took the place of Clark Reamer, who 
has gone on to to make bigger and better money at uh, in the private sector, and uh, and just a good friend, and he and his wife and are, are dear friends, and so glad to see them. I move on to do that. I, I always like to hire really smart young people, and and hopefully get them well trained and teach them some skills that they might not get otherwise, and then they move on. And uh, and so it's uh, it's always kind of a sad day when that happens. But we're you're listening to all things sane here on WSIC. We're at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, and I'm preparing for a lunch. See some of my friends walking in from the district. We've got some constituents who were attending the lunch as well, uh, sitting on the other side of the camera here making faces at me. But, you know, it is primary time, and we are uh, seeing a lot of endorsements come out. Um, I don't know. I, I've never been a huge fan of endorsements. I mean, I, if I get asked and, and, and compelled to do so, I'll I'll give an endorsement. I'm not sure how much that means. And uh, uh, we have a good friend, Holly Edwards, who uh, was on the show last week. So uh, we're in her neck of the woods and uh, glad to see her here uh, at, uh, at at the Speedway in her backyard. But, you know, these endorsements, I'm not sure just how much they mean. I, you know, glad to talk about it if you want to talk. 844-788-3464, 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, you can call into the show as always. But, um, you know, I've, I've seen a few of these come out. Uh, like I say, I've endorsed. I certainly have my preferences. Uh, there's some, some of these are folks that, that I have recruited to run for office. You've always got to be out there making sure that you've got good people running. You shouldn't leave it to chance. Uh, sometimes you end up with several good people running for the same office, and it becomes a contest. And then sometimes you've got some folks who are questionable. Uh, and then sometimes I wonder why people make the endorsements they make. So uh, it's, it's all a lot of uh, inside uh, pool, if you will. In politics, it's uh, it's always interesting to see how things play out. And then after after it's all uh, said and done, we'll uh, we'll go back and review in the show. We'll take a we'll look at all the endorsements that were made and and see if they made a difference or not. Um, because I again, I'm just not so sure. Maybe on a national level, it matters. Uh, you know, you get down on the on the micro local level, uh, particularly like for for things like county commission and and school board. I think it matters when people ask you who you're voting for, who, who you recommend, but also find that people will, will ask trusted friends and neighbors. And it's not necessarily the, the, the flyer that comes in the mail. Sometimes it is um, and sometimes it's not. But uh, we we're watching a lot of these campaigns in their final final weeks. Um, see how these play out. Uh, see what happens. See what's what's said. Uh, it, it becomes uh, really intense, particularly for the candidates, because they're going nonstop. And if you're someone who's running for office, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, people are, are calling. Um, you, you've got volunteers who uh, are, are, are calling you and telling you what the what the opponent's doing. They're, they're standing out the early voting polls. And, and look, that's, that's sometimes brutal because, you know, you may stand there for an hour and, and maybe get one or two voters and that's it. And uh, so if you if you uh, if you want to go visit with and, and really talk to candidates, and find out where they're at. You could probably find them at the early voting sites, uh, and I'm sure they're more than happy to meet with you. You know, a lot of times we'll see on social media, well, you know, my, my state representative or my county commissioner, yeah, they're, they're hard to reach. I always find that a little hard to believe because uh, as much as, as these folks are in the public eye and how much they interface, uh, that's, that's generally not the case. Uh, they're generally pretty accessible. Um, there's, there's very few that, that, that hide. Now, Sometimes it's on the on the person complaining. Uh, they're not exactly trying to trying to do their homework and and, and reach out. But uh, uh, people people find me in in uh, in Walmart or at lunch or whatever, and 
generally don't mind mind you know sharing what's on their mind. So uh, that is part of the process. That's that's the system that we have, and that's what we do. Uh, and again, we'll take your calls eight four four seven eight eight three four six four or eight four four studio four. But glad to have you listening to all things same today. Um, on that line, we've got a, a, a governor's race, a primary. Uh, my good friend Dale Falwell, who's our state treasurer, is running, uh, but also good friend Bill Graham, who's running, and then our lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, is running. And he's been involved and engaged in a lot of these endorsements. Um, again, not sure what how much that means when it gets down to the local level. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, and we'll see how much, uh, you know, maybe my endorsements matter, but, uh, but it is, but it is interesting to, to watch. Uh, we've got a Lieutenant governor's race, uh, with a plethora of, of candidates. And I've got, uh, a, a number of friends in that Lieutenant governor's race, uh, Deanna Ballard, who's from the hometown. She's from, from Lincoln County. Uh, and I've served with her. She's in the Senate. Uh, and then I've got Jeffrey Elmore. I've, I've had, and he's a, a state house member from Wilkes County. I've had them both on the show, Hal Weatherman's running and a number of other people. And, uh, it's, uh, not, not, not trying to leave anybody out, but there are so many. Uh, we, we could probably take up half the show just listing out some of those candidates for some of those offices. Uh, but then other, I was talking to Chad Brown the other night, who's running for Secretary of State, uh, good friend from Gaston County. Uh, just, just uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a a really brutal time for those who are running for office. But they're available. They're out there. Uh, if you want to know, just ask them. See what they what they think on issues. You can you can do the research. Uh, you know, because a lot of a lot of things end up being misleading, or you get activists online who want to tell their own version of of truth. But if you search just a little hard enough, I mean, it's not that hard. You can find out really where people stand, which is always interesting. Um, you're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We do this every week. Always want to remind you that you can get our newsletter by just simply sending me an email at jason.sane at ncleg.gov. Um, as we as we track these primaries, as we look at um, how things are going, uh, there, there's, a, there's a website out that, uh, that uh, John Locke Foundation uh, hosts. It's part of Civitas and John Locke. Uh, Sometimes is a, a, a think tank, as, as John Locke is as well. They merged, so it's now just the John Locke Foundation. Uh, but uh, they have a vote tracker, so you can go down really to the granular granular level, look at your county, see who's voting, see who hasn't voted, um, or you know, it won't tell you who, but but it will give you a good insight into who who has and who hasn't. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, I just saw a text from my good friend, Rick Howard, his son, Brad Howard, his good friend running for county commission in Iredale County. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to know who's voting and if you don't have the level of sophistication that local campaigns generally don't have, uh, to, to do all this tracking, uh, carolinaelections.com is the website that you can go and look and see literally by county, by house district, by Senate district. Who's voting? Who hasn't voted? Uh, you at least get the numbers. Uh, if I look at Lincoln County, these they, they usually run a day behind. We've had one thousand five hundred and sixteen votes cast, and that's for an entire county. So keep that in mind as as folks are, are talking about early voting. A lot of folks have yet to vote. Uh, we'll have a lot more than that. Uh, but you get the breakdown. There's been eight hundred and thirty-seven Republicans vote. There's been four hundred and twenty-nine unaffiliated voters vote. And then 248 Democrats vote. It's a it's a you know heavily Republican county, so that's kind of to be expected by those numbers. But uh, but you can track that. You can uh, um, you know even know where they're coming from, what precincts. 
Uh, right now, if you're in Lincoln County, Westport leads 175 people have voted there, followed by Lowe'sville, 168, and then Triangle A, 158. That's all on the eastern side of the county. Uh, but but running fairly close, uh, Northbrook 3A, which is that's 92 people voting. So when you look at that data, data really matters. And I always tell people, you know, um, go to the data. If you really want to measure interest, if you want to see what people are thinking, where they're at, um, you can you can see what kind of level of excitement there is. Uh, you can even, in, in that, you can even get to the uh, level of, of uh, congressional districts. Those are things I think we see more of on television. I just saw uh, John Bradford on TV the other night with a, with a bat in his hand, uh, taking it to a television, talking about, uh, I guess, the swamp in, in D.C. and how it's broken. And I don't think anyone would argue otherwise. I think it is broken in a lot of ways. Um, and um, it is it is uh, something to see, something to to, to, to understand who all is and where they're voting and the age of the people voting. Uh, but that's, that's all, all things that are fun and games as we, as we get into uh, the final weeks of the primary season. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to watch, monitor, and then I know these candidates will all be ready for it to be over. I, was, I had a chance to sit with Gray Mills the other night and uh, just actually catch up. We're seatmates in Raleigh. And uh, so normally we get to talk a good bit, but uh, because he's been on the campaign trail and uh, out hitting hard, and I've been out helping our, some of our state house candidates, I uh, haven't got to converse as much as we often do. But uh, he's, I think he and Jennifer are just ready to to have it over with. They're, they're out there every day, as the other candidates are, uh, pounding the pavement, shaking hands, getting to know people, uh, and, and asking for their vote, which is all part of the process. Again, you're listening to All Things Sane. We're at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. It is fun to be here. We're getting ready for a big luncheon with a national political figure. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more All Things Sane, hosted by NC Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Now more of All Things Sane with North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC. And welcome back to All Things Sane. We are broadcasting live today from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, busy schedule, trying to pack it all in, but didn't want to miss the opportunity to have a chance to interface and uh, do our regular podcast, as we always do. I know my good friend, Jeff McNeely, Jeff McNeely does his on Mondays. We've got Vicki Sawyer. She does hers on Fridays. And you get me, middle of the week, and uh, it is a busy week. Uh, it is not just on day. Uh, it is it is a uh, busy week and, and just starting uh, to on that on that lower slope of the of the uh, of the hump here. But we're getting there. I've uh, got a lot lot to do today. We've got a, just a few more minutes here on the show. Uh, you can call 844-788-3464 or 844-STUDIO-4. Glad to take your call. Bill is back in the studio. We'll try to make it work if we can. Uh, if we if we miss you, uh, we'll always try to catch you on a, on another show. Hopefully when I'm in studio. I always prefer to be in studio, but it is nice to be able to do this interface uh, as we're out and about. Now, today, uh, I think we're getting a little bit of a delay, so we had to re- reconnect the audio. So if I, it looked like a, you know, a bad spaghetti western 
Uh, then we apologize, but it's the challenges of, of having to be on the road. But nevertheless, uh, you know, we're here at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is always a great backdrop. Uh, I, was, I was actually here during COVID uh, as they were trying to do the kind of the mass you know, shots or whatever that people wanted to get them. And again, choose, get them, don't get them, not weighing in on that. But um, but I uh, will tell you that uh, uh, it was a something to see because only the Charlotte Motor Speedway could figure out a way to handle so many people at one time and, and get them in and out. Uh, you know, it's like a pit stop. I watched it. We were, uh, I had a meeting, uh, a private meeting here with, with uh, some of the folks at the Speedway talking about what we were doing in terms of investing from a state level of uh, what might happen. But over our shoulder, uh, we were watching these cars come in and out and, and, and folks getting their, uh, their, their vaccination, if you will. So, uh, that was that was uh, impressive to watch. Uh, no matter how you feel about the vaccination, that was something to see. But hey, look at Charlotte Motor Speedway. All things are happening all the time. Uh, I get to talk with Greg Walter here, who's uh, Speedway exec, and um, as he always is proud to tell me, and, and Marcus as well, say you know we got something going on almost 365 days a year. Uh, but one of the big ones coming up is the Coca-Cola 600, and that is May 26, and that is always fun to attend. If you just moved to the area and have thought, well, you know, I'm not really a NASCAR fan. My wife was the same way. She had never been. She grew up in a household. Uh, she and her sister, uh, so her dad didn't get to take her to many NASCAR races and didn't get to take her to any, so she had never been. I took her to qualifying one night. Um, as we were dating in college, and it, it blew her mind. She's like, wow, that's really loud. I said, honey, that's one car. Uh, wait wait till you hear you know, 43 cars on the track. And, uh, of course, she became a race fan then. And our son loves it. Love coming out to Charlotte, Charlotte Motor Speedway. And that weekend is just packed full of things. I see that they've got Matchbox 20 uh, that will be here. Uh, so that'll be a cool concert. I've seen uh, Hootie and a bunch of others um, uh, here. Even I uh, saw Flow Rider. Uh, one night uh, with the Speedway. But it's always just lots going on at the Speedway. So it's fun to see that. Uh, but they do it all the time. It's it's amazing how much happens here, just in our backyard. If you're in the LKN area, you don't think about it. I went to school at UNC Charlotte. So I could always hear when you know, it was race week and you could hear the, the, the qualifying and you could hear the, uh, the, 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 the cars practicing and so forth. But it really just goes nonstop. I had the opportunity to work in Concord um, way back in the day, in 1996, Robin Hayes was running for governor, and I ended up on in the general election working for him, and uh, would work in Concord and pass by the Speedway. And even then, it was pretty busy, but now they just maximize it, and it's it's fun to see. And part of that is, you know, NASCAR and 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 the Speedway and, and others. Uh, when we looked at the sports betting bill, I had a keen interest in it because part of it is if you if you if you're an athletic facility of any nature, you, you want to get more use out of your facility. And sports betting presents an opportunity to do that because they can open up um, what essentially would be sports betting uh, you know, venues and uh, folks can come you know, every day of the year and, 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 and bet on different sports. So uh, they, were, they were engaged in that as well. And, and when we uh, did this bill signing presentation with the governor, we did that with the Hornets and did that at uh, Spectrum Arena in Charlotte. But the Hurricanes, of course, are also very interested in that. And speaking of sports, I just saw just a few minutes ago uh, on my ESPN alert, baseball in Raleigh. Um, would Major League Baseball expand and come to Raleigh? Uh, one, I hope so. Uh, huge baseball fan. Uh, but I, I can tell you that I've, I've talked with a few people. Um, um, 
little bit in the know. I know Bill back in the studio would love to see baseball in North Carolina. He's a baseball fan like me. Uh, Justin was not, but we'll, we'll let him pass on that, I guess. Um, but it would be fun to see Major League Baseball come somewhere in North Carolina. I, I, I'm kind of agnostic whether it comes to Charlotte or whether it comes to Raleigh. Because uh, I get the benefit of, of being in both a, a lot uh, each week, but but it has been something that's a little more serious than than just uh, a wish and a hope. There's there's actually some serious talks about possible expansion with the league, or or possibly a team moving to uh, our state. We'll see how that develops, but I'm very excited about it. Um, we, we're planning on going to some Braves games. Um, yeah, looking at my schedule, I'd love to get down to Florida for spring training. I just don't know if we can make that work. But uh, I've never been to spring training. Here it's a lot of fun. Uh, can't hurt to, to get out of the cold and, and get down to Florida, uh, get a, get ahead of it a little bit. But uh, haven't done that yet. But, uh, and I'm not so sure that this spring is going to provide that opportunity either. But we will certainly make some 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 games. And of course, you know whether it's uh, um, you know the, the big guys and the major leagues, or if it's Triple A, Double A, we we enjoy going out tonight's games. Uh, uh, going to to uh, Durham Bulls games in, in Durham uh, and Hickory Crawdads, everything in between. Baseball's just fun, and you know, when you think about America and, and American sports. I, I still think baseball is that that number one sport. Even while I'm sitting here at the uh, as, as big of an American sport as NASCAR is, and it is, uh, I do love my baseball. But I, you know, if you're a sports fan, there's something all the time going on, uh, and we we have such great facilities all across the state, and and even. Even some of the uh, smaller leagues, uh, it's a great opportunity to just go out with your family, be outside, and enjoy sports. But I know once the uh, once once uh, the six hundreds here at, at Charlotte Motor Speedway, uh, I know where my family will be. We always like to come down and enjoy it. Uh, but they they've got all all the time doing fun stuff. Uh, so we've got the drag strip just next door as well. Uh, my son a couple of years ago, because we know Greg at the speedway and some of the management, he said, "Hey, would your son like to take the?" Uh, the, the, the t-shirt gun and, and shoot t-shirts up into the crowd. So for a you know, 13 year old to, to pick up that, you know, uh, pneumatic gun and, and shoot t-shirts to, to, into the audience. He thought that was just the coolest thing in the world. So, uh, he, he had help. Of course, he was supervised. He just didn't let him just bing bing t-shirts off of people's heads, but, uh, that was fun. And, uh, but again, just so much fun things going on in our state. Um, we do the show every week on Wednesdays. Uh, we do it from 11 to 12. Of course, you can always find the podcast. Um, and we really, you know, from, from a legislative perspective uh, and representing folks, it's a wonderful opportunity to communicate what's really just happening in our state, what's happening in my district, but also the greater LKN area. Uh, props to WSIC that, that did the 10th district form. Uh, it was a, a, really, I think the first time it's ever been broadcast, or at least in, in, in recent history. Uh, our former or current congressman will soon be former because he's retired. Um, Patrick McHenry, I, I remember when he ran in 2004, and there were lots of little forums everywhere, but I don't think we, we got it broadcast. So that was a first, and so it was a, a good a good start to something I hope it continues, that folks can have that opportunity to talk and interface with, with their legislators, ask questions uh, that were submitted, uh, that, that were uh, asked for the folks running for office. And it's always a great way for people who maybe aren't all that well-funded um, to, to get their message out and get their point of view out. Because whether win or lose, I think it's always a, a great opportunity for folks to do that and to, to, to have that uh, chance to interface with voters. If you're looking and you, you don't know what you're about, I get a lot of, uh, hey, what, where's, can I see a sample ballot? I'll give you a pro tip here. 
at, at the website ncsbe.gov. That's North Carolina State Board of Elections.gov. You search that, Google search that, and you plug in your name. You can look up your voter registration one, make sure it's current. Uh, it's always good. Make sure that you're, you're at the right place and know where to go vote because sometimes those do change the locations. You can look that up there, but you can also click and get your sample ballot. Uh, so you can start doing your own research. You don't have to necessarily listen to what's on television, what's in your mailbox. Um, you can go do the research yourself. And I encourage you to do that. I think that, you know, an informed uh, group of people who are voting is always preferred to those just going and, and randomly selecting. Well, I wouldn't suggest that. I'd actually prefer you maybe maybe take a little time and, 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 and do that. But you can do that. Uh, you can go to that website, ncsbe.gov, plug in your name, check your registration, and then you can pull up your sample ballot as well. And you can see before you ever go into the voting booth, um, you know, kind of make your decisions. You can make yourself a cheat sheet that you can take in with you. I put it on my phone uh, so I make sure I don't miss anything, and which I get to share that with, with friends and family uh, who ask them, hey, who do you recommend in these races? Um, so I share that. Try to keep that you know, private. It's not something I broadcast. I, 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 you know, I wanted us to have a relationship with them giving that kind of recommendation, but, but that's something you can do. You can do that for your family and friends and, uh, and do that research for them. I know my parents always appreciate it because they, they, they like to kind of know before they go in. So they'll, they'll Google and, and research the candidates, but all, as always, we're, we are just a couple of weeks away uh, from the primaries. We'll keep you up to date on this show about as things develop. Uh, it is, it is really getting in to the final days and hours of campaigning. I think mercifully for the for the candidates, but maybe even mercifully for those of us that get the phone calls and the text and the and the mail. Um, I enjoy it because it's what I do, but I know for some folks that get a little bit aggravated. Uh, but it's always good to speak with you about the elections, about what's going on in the 97th district and in the greater LKN area. We'll be back next week here on WSIC as always. Uh, starting at 11 o'clock and going to right up to the 12 o'clock hour. And uh, always appreciate you listening here on WSIC. Uh, we started this back in July and we, we're going to continue to do it. And always appreciate the good feedback. I uh, appreciate building the studio. We'll be back next week. 